I do believe the hardest challenge we face in entrepreneurship will always be overcoming our fear of failure. The majority of my days in the first two years of my business were a complete battle. Every day I woke up and I asked myself, is today going to be the day I give up and get a quote, real job? But with everything I was doing personally to try and succeed and to try and live more intentionally, it translated to my business. And every day I woke up to fight another day. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself, and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day today. I am in a bubbly and cheery mood, so I'm very excited to be recording this podcast, and it feels like a very extra special episode, so I know I mentioned about two weeks ago that it was my business anniversary. I cannot believe it has been three whole years since I launched LaRue. So I wanted to give you guys an update because I was having a really productive and fun conversation with a friend of mine the other day. And I was asking her, as I have been going around asking all of my like very close friends, whether they're in corporate and entrepreneur, whatever they do, whoever they are, I've been asking and polling a lot of people you know, what would make the community stand out. So as you guys know, I'm launching the LaRue community in January. The official launch date will be announced very soon. I'm super excited. Um, And if you want to add your input to what you want to see in the community, go to the link in my Instagram bio, and I'll actually include it in the show notes bio today um, to fill out the questionnaire and let us know what you want to see in the community. But anyways, I was having a really great conversation with a friend of mine And I've been asking all of my close friends, because I know that they'll be really honest with me, what they want to see in the community and what would make me stand out. I don't want to be just another community. I don't want to have just the same content. I want to do something that feels very revolutionary and very different. And something that I haven't thought of in a long time, so to speak, is something that this friend brought up, which is that... There are so many communities, there are so many platforms, there are so many influencers, there are so many podcasts, there are so many blogs, there are so many people creating content, which is amazing. And so much of it is so educational and adds so much purpose to so many different lives. But a lot of the time, a lot of people glaze over what's felt most difficult. And I have always prided myself and I've always said on this podcast that I always want to appear very honest. I always want to share both sides of my story with you guys, meaning that I always want to share the highlights and the the excitement, but I also want to share the hard parts with you. And I think it's been a hot minute since I have had a moment of very raw and vulnerable honesty with you guys about the hardest parts of my journey. You know, and when I first launched the podcast, it was very easy for me to be really honest about my healing journey because I was still I was still so much in the depths of it and I was still 
you know, going through so many different channels to heal so much of my trauma and so much of my grief. So it was all happening very in the moment. And now I'm at, you know, a really, a really amazing point in my life where that is not something I'm dealing with daily anymore. And that, that feels like such a gift. And I have really released a lot of that burden, but that doesn't mean that I don't experience hardship anymore. My grief is still something I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life. And I'm okay with that. And I've come to terms with that and I've made peace with that. But when it comes to things like other things outside of my healing journey, like my entrepreneurship journey, I don't know that I've really shared so much of what's felt so difficult with you guys. I think I have in like little tidbits as a piece of a much larger story, but I don't know that I've done it in one platform and one sit down and told you guys like, these are the hardest parts. This is what I've struggled with the most. And I do think that that would be a very productive conversation. And I've been thinking about ways and brainstorming ways as to how I can communicate that in the community and how I can incorporate, you know, overcoming hardships as an entrepreneur, overcoming specifically, you know, I think the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is the mindset stuff and making sure that you're confident in what you are creating and and you believe that your goals are possible. So I thought today, given that I just hit my three-year business mark, I thought I would share with you guys some of the hardest things I faced as an entrepreneur and how I've overcome them, how they've impacted me and my journey and what they've meant to me. So the first thing I'll say to preface this entire conversation is that in these three years, I have grown exponentially, both in the business and personally. My life has changed so, so much in the last three years. And honestly, the podcast has has definitely been a way for me to chronicle that. So I'm certainly not going to touch on all of that in this episode specifically, because if you want to learn more about that, honestly, just <laughs> go back and listen to as many episodes that, you know, call to you. Um, but I really have changed so much as a human. I've changed so much in the way I show up to my business. And the I think the most significant change that I've seen personally, I don't know if the closest people around me would agree, but it, ha- it really has been my confidence level, which I know I touched on a lot in last week's episode, Uh, recapping my Forbes experience. So something that has really been so effective for me in healing my my insecurities when it comes to being an entrepreneur and, and within that being a successful entrepreneur, something that has healed those insecurities and helped me simultaneously grow so much confidence has been the internal work I've done for me personally. So I think This is going to be such a priority in the community, and this is truly what will make us stand out from so many other communities, is that we are prioritizing the intentional living aspect, the mindset aspect, the wellness aspect above the entrepreneurship aspect, and for one reason and one reason only. If you are thriving as a human being on your own and in your own life, you will thrive everywhere else. So if you're thriving on your own, you'll thrive in your relationships, you'll thrive in your career, you'll thrive in every other aspect of your life. So I think that, you know, in entrepreneurship, a lot of the conversations center around this idea that we have to give up everything to be successful, that we have to give up our personal lives, our relationships, our personal time, and give up everything else that we value and spend all hours of the day 
just putting in work to grow our business. And I refuse to believe that that's the only way to do it. I know that there are a lot of people who are very successful who have done it that way, but I don't think that's the only option. I think we can value wellness, value intentional living, value our mindset and value ourselves while simultaneously growing a very successful business. So that's really what the community is going to be all about. And a lot of the lessons that I've learned personally are ones that I I truly am, you know, being fully transparent as I always am. A lot of the programming that I am developing out is centered around so many of the lessons that I've learned in my journey, you know, getting to this three-year mark. And in my journey, intentionally living and also becoming and growing my my entrepreneurship, you know, business and, and the way I've approached everything. So all of that is to say that every lesson that I share with you guys today, every moment of hardship that I share with you guys today has a simultaneous experience, has a very deep interconnectedness to both my personal life and my entrepreneurship life. Everything is so vastly connected because when I cannot value myself, I cannot value my business. I truly believe that, and this goes back to something I've said to you guys so, so many times over in this podcast. If you do not put yourself first, you cannot put anything else first. If you do not take care of yourself, you cannot take care of anything else. So if I have been able to get to a place where I value intentional living above all else, I've been able to translate that value into my business, into my relationships, into everything else. And I truly do believe that that has been the key to my success. However, all of that being said, there have been moments of great difficulty in this entrepreneurship journey. And I really do want to share those with you guys because I don't ever want to come across as promoting some sort of toxic happiness um, or toxic positivity because I do know and I do understand and I'm fully on top of the belief and behind the belief that to be successful, to to be joyful, to be happy in your life and to be generally happy, you do have to experience the hard parts because we cannot know happiness without its opposite, right? Which I've said over and over again, which is why I'm able to speak with so much gratitude about these past experiences that have shaped me because without them, I have no idea who I would be. But before I dive into any of these, I just want to say that I do believe the hardest challenge we face in entrepreneurship will always be overcoming our fear of failure. The majority of my days in the first two years of my business were a complete battle. Every day I woke up and I asked myself, is today going to be the day I give up and get a quote, real job? But with everything I was doing personally to try and succeed and to try and live more intentionally, it translated to my business. And every day I woke up to fight another day. Which carries me perfectly into my first point, which is always going to be mindset. I think our mindset is always going to be the biggest challenge we face as entrepreneurs because it is both a internal and external battle. We are fighting our own demons. We are fighting our own limiting beliefs while consuming the limiting beliefs of others. So what I mean by that is... From a very young age, we experience so many different moments in our lives where essentially people tell us we can't do it. We can't achieve it in so many various different terms and forms of telling us that we can't do so. So for example, maybe you're in second grade and you tell your teacher, oh, I want to do 
I, I want to be an astronaut, like the very typical, you know, young people talk of, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be the president of the United States, I want to be a princess, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, etc. Like the very typical jobs we know and love, although I don't, I don't know any uh, princesses off the top of my hand except Kate. But anyways, with all of that being said, dream big, right? There are always going to be people that we, we tell them our dreams and they either inadvertently or very decidedly tell us that we can't and typically these are people who you know especially as young children they're just grown-ups they're they think that they're just trying to look out for us but as we grow older and we tell someone hey this is my big dream when someone responds with essentially saying you cannot achieve that or you're not going to be able to achieve that it is because they are applying their own limiting beliefs to you So when someone tells you that what you're dreaming about isn't possible, it is because they cannot envision themselves achieving that same thing. Either they've fallen short in some way or somehow of their big dream. So they've decided that when someone else tells them that they have these big goals and these big aspirations, they're not going to achieve it because they are applying where they have fallen short to your own goals. So Our mindset battles are very much internal and external. We have our own limiting beliefs that we've applied to ourselves over learned behavior that we've gained and gathered over X amount of years of our lives. So however old you are. So over the last 26 years of my life, I have been accumulating all of this data, whether it's from a professor, a teacher, a parent, a friend, a news like article, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I have consumed all of this data that has proven to me that I will not be able to achieve my big goals. So the intentional living aspect comes in when we decide to unlearn that behavior, when we decide to create those new neural pathways where we tell ourselves, no, I know that's the case for some people. I know that it's happened in the past and I'm open to failure, but I'm not open to never succeeding. And there is always going to be failure along the journey, right? We, we, we all know this. There's no rainbow and butterfly pathway to get to where we want and I don't think that anyone uh, anyone would really want that because the more we fail the more the more gratitude we feel and the more achievement we feel when we actually do succeed so anyways that kind of off topic but mindset in itself I think is always going to be the hardest hurdle we'll face because not only are we trying to overcome our own internal battles and our own internal limiting beliefs but we're also simultaneously overcoming the limiting beliefs that other people are applying to us. So there are going to be a lot of people who in in their own entrepreneurship journey struggle with the idea of success because there are so many moments in our lives that contribute to the negative impact we have versus the positive impact. And that isn't to say that the world is naturally pessimistic. I don't I don't want to believe that and I don't think that's true. However, I think most or the majority of what we consume contributes to the idea of pessimism. So every day of being an entrepreneur is going to become a, a hurdle to overcome that battle. And my experience personally with this has been taxing at best, but... The mindset battles I've faced in entrepreneurship have been both small and very, very big. There were so many days where I just didn't think I would get through it. 
There were so many days where I woke up believing in myself and ended the day thinking I was failing and vice versa. There were so many days where I woke up feeling like a failure and I had to very, very consciously pull myself out of that. And I think the biggest mindset battle that I faced overall in entrepreneurship has been this idea that what I'm doing is needed. And there were a lot of the times and a lot of days where I felt like I wasn't contributing enough. I wondered to myself and I asked myself, am I doing enough? Is what I'm doing contributing to the world holistically? And that's a very heavy and weighted question to ask yourself. Um, And not one I think that necessarily needs to be answered every single day. But in the grand scheme of things, it took me a really long time to realize that what I'm doing is impactful and is beneficial and is very purpose driven. But the the mindset battle really was about a day to day battle and realizing that what I'm doing today and what I'm doing this week Therefore, what I'm doing this month has a major impact in the long run. But seeing the impact on a day-to-day was really difficult, especially in the beginning. So when that was happening, that's when I was facing the most mindset battle. That's when I was facing the high highs and the low lows all in one day. And that's very overwhelming. And something that even further contributed to that overwhelm was feeling like I was in it alone. This isn't to say I didn't have a support system because you guys know I obviously did. Like I, my parents have been with me holding my hand every step of this journey, supporting me, never wavering in their belief in me. And that's, that's contributed so much to my positive mindset and believing that I could achieve this. When I say that I felt alone, it was more so alone in the journey of entrepreneurship. I never really had any entrepreneurial friends. I didn't know where to find those types of friends. And it wasn't until I started, you know, looking for that community that I found it, which is why creating the LaRue community feels so, so near and dear to my heart. Because while it is empowering women entrepreneurs with other women entrepreneurs, we also, like I keep reiterating to you and will never stop reiterating to you, the point of is all the point of it all is to be valuing wellness and intentionality as well. So giving people the resources to live intentionally, to run an intentional business. So anyways, <laughs> as I keep refreshing your mind with that, from the mindset battles, I also had a even more condensed battle within, which was my idea of timing. Now, I've talked to you guys so so many times before about timing and divine timing and releasing this idea of timing and releasing expectations around timing. But I am very well aware that all of that is much easier said than done. So as I've reiterated to you guys time and time again, I am a Virgo. I am a control freak. I love nothing more than being in control of a situation. And I have a very hard time with letting go of control of the things that I know I have absolutely no control over, which one of those things is timing. Now, we can do so much to contribute to timing and what is quote divine in the timing. So obviously if you're working and putting in, you know, 10 hour days, you're going to achieve something probably faster than if you were putting in five hour days. However, that is not the holistic idea of timing that I'm talking about. My very, very big battle within my entrepreneurship journey has been this question of when is it my time? 
And this goes to my third point, which is comparison, which I'll get to in a little bit. But there were so many days when I woke up and and I think in hand in hand with mindset, timing is like my biggest feat and mountain that I've climbed as an entrepreneur. But every day I woke up and I asked myself, is is it my time yet? Is it my time to be successful? Is it my time to make money? Is it my time to relinquish this feeling that is so heavy and so weighted that I'm failing all the time because the success hasn't come in yet. And I remember talking about this with my EFT practitioner, Valerie, and I remember saying to her, I feel like I'm failing because the timing isn't happening yet. And I don't know when it's going to happen. And I asked her point blank, how do I let this go? Because my fear was that I would continue to fixate on this idea of timing and continue to fixate on this idea of how much further I feel from success because of that fixation. So one of the biggest battles I was facing was relinquishing my control or lack thereof of how long it would take for me to get to where I am right now. Now, I've been saying this to you guys for several months now. I would say it's been a good solid year that I've felt good in this time and good in my financial and mental security. It's been a good year since I've felt very strong in the growth of my business, but it's only, it's been three years. So it's only been a year since I felt that security. So that first two years, I was overwhelmed with this idea of when, what time, when am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? And it all contributed to this grand idea of when is it my time? And I remember one timing story in particular that sits with me a lot that I've done a lot of tapping around, but there was a time after I first moved up to New Jersey, which, you know, I wasn't financially independent yet. So there was an extra weight in this idea that someone, my mom obviously, was helping contribute to financially funding my life. Now, it wasn't a whole contribution. I was, you know, making some money, but my mom and I had talked a lot about this before I made that move. And I just knew that I had gotten everything I could out of Florida. And if I really wanted to push to make progress, I almost needed to take the leap that would, that I also knew would strike fear in me. And it's, <laughs> it did its job. It most certainly did strike fear in, in every fiber of my being. But there were a couple, a, a couple months after I moved here, I remember waking up and feeling this fear about sitting at my desk because I didn't know how to make progress anymore. I was feeling really stagnant. I was feeling petrified, to be honest. And so I would wake up and I would go to the gym and then I would get ready and I would plan my day and I would meditate and I would journal and I would do everything I could to put off sitting at my desk because the moment I sat at my desk, I would get this feeling of anxiety. And it was this feeling of anxiety about timing. So I remember this one day I woke up and I did all of those things. I put off as long as I could until I had to sit down at my desk and, you know, 10 o'clock finally rolls around and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I should probably like, you know, quote, get to work. But I didn't know what the hell I was going to work on because I was feeling so lost with the business and so lost directionally. So I sat down at my desk and I immediately, 
immediately, like I put my butt down in the chair and I immediately felt my heart beat get faster. I was like, oh, okay, it's happening. I'm going to have a panic attack. So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like calm it. I'm practicing breathing exercises. I'm trying to like look at things on my computer, drive my focus away. And all I can subconsciously focus on is feeling my heartbeat increase, increase, increase. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? Because panic attacks in general just scare me and they make me more panicky, which I think is a a natural reaction that most people have. But in that particular scenario, it felt like if I let myself panic, it meant I was giving up. And so I was trying to put it off. And I, I did a good job. I put this thing off for like a good half hour. And I feel myself getting increasingly more irritated, more irritable. I feel myself getting more jittery, like my eyes are bolting back and forth. I'm moving with quick pace. I'm moving quick with quick motion. And I was just like, no, it's happening. I need to let it happen. So I got to this space where I was like, okay, the only way I'm going to stop feeling this is if I just let the panic attack happen. So I got up from my desk. I laid down on my floor right immediately like behind my desk. I laid down and I just started to panic. I let it happen. I let it overcome me. I let my heartbeat get faster and faster. The tears started to come. The very quick breath started to come. And I was laying on my back and I remember curling onto my side, curling into a fetal position in a ball. And I remember almost what felt like inducing the panic attack. Like I I let the panic set in so deeply that my breathing, like I was purposely increasing it. I was purposely like doing the things that I knew would rush my heartbeat and let the panic set in so it could set in deeper. So I could really address what the fuck was going on. So I let the panic attack happen. It started to rev up and I actually couldn't breathe anymore. Like I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I haven't fainted from a panic attack since I first started experiencing them after Josh died. My very first panic attack I ever experienced in my life was weeks, like maybe six weeks after Josh died. And I saw a green and black motorcycle that looked so much like his on the streets of Manhattan. And I was walking into school on my way to school and I saw the, I saw the motorcycle immediately started to panic There's a lot of personal reasons behind that. But anyways, immediately started to panic, got into school, went to the bathroom, and I fainted in the bathroom stall. And those, like, faint spells lasted for, like, maybe a year after I started panic attacks. But then they got, I don't know that better is the right right word, but I stopped fainting at least. So this panic attack happened. I'm sitting on my floor in the fetal position, curled over. Like, my heartbeat must have been at, like, 200 beats per minute. And I fainted. I don't know how long passed. Typically, it was like no more than a minute. But I woke up from the panic attack and from the the faint spell. And I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what was happening. And I didn't know how I got from my desk to my floor. I didn't know how I was laying on the floor. So I was still in a fetal position when I fainted. And I rolled back over and I looked at my ceiling. I let my vision like unblur because I was still kind of crying. And I let my heartbeat calm down. And I I remember this so funny. I I remember thinking this was funny. I looked up at my ceiling and I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I was like, Lauren, you do not need to panic this bad. 
I was so, so utterly petrified about this question of when. When is it my time? That it drove me into such a severe panic attack that I freaking fainted. And I was like, you are overdoing it. You need to chill. So I did some tapping. I did my journal. I did all of the things. I did breath work. I did a meditation. I did some tapping. I did a journal entry. And I was like, bro, you need to chill the fuck out. You've got to calm down. It will happen. I know it will. So all of that is to say, I had to let the panic of timing set in before I could release it. That was my big thing. It was always timing. And still to this day, three years in at the success level that I'm at with the goals that I have, there is this crunch. There is this time crunch. There is this fear around timing. But now more than ever, thankfully, I'm very steadfast in my belief that I know it'll happen when it's meant to. And I do believe in divine timing holistically, wholeheartedly, 100% of me believes in it. But on that day, when when that panic attack happened, I was so overrun with trying to push down this feeling and this fear of timing that it was just bubbling over in me. And then once I finally allowed that to happen, I was able to release it. So the fear of timing was also very rooted in comparison, which is my final trigger, whatever you want to call it. I... When I started my entrepreneurship journey, when I started the blog, when I started LaRue, I was very, very, very much in a space of insecurity. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea who I was becoming. And I was very much in the process of healing so much of my grief and my trauma, like actively, that I felt like I had no identity. And so when I started LaRue, and I'm very okay with admitting this now because I know that every idea I have now is very unique um, and very true to the holistic idea I have for the brand in the future. But in the beginning of creating the brand and creating the blog, I was very much looking to everyone else to guide me. I didn't have any original ideas. I didn't know what to say. And I was working with a business coach who I've told you guys about her before, Lauren Tukuafu. She's on the podcast. You should absolutely go listen to her episode. She's fantastic. I was about to say fantastic and fabulous, and it came out as fantabulous. That's giving very, like, Sharpay Evans. But anyways, I was working with Lauren, and there was a part, there was an exercise that she gave me where she was like, okay, now that we have this idea of a brand and a business, start comparing it to others and find ways you need to find loopholes and nitpick about where your brand is different. And I remember fearing this exercise so deeply because I truly didn't know where I was different. So what I ended up doing was comparing myself to people who were so, so successful already, like doing something honestly similar but different than I was doing. And I just wanted to compare them because that was my way of that, that was my way of subsidizing that fear because one, I didn't know actually what I was doing. And two, I was pulling so much of my quote inspiration from others that not only did I not know what I was doing, but I had no idea what my unique voice was. I had no idea how I was contributing. So at the beginning, comparison was a really big thing for me and I just didn't know how to find my unique voice. And then as time went on, There were a few select people that I consistently was comparing myself to. And 
not only was I comparing my brand and my business and what I was doing to them, but I was comparing my success to them, which is where I felt really triggered, of course, because this goes, I mean, all of these are very interrelated and interconnected, but this definitely goes back to a timing thing of, okay, well, they've succeeded. So when is it my time to shine? When am I going to succeed? And it was all very charged at the time with all of the emotions I was experiencing, all of the anger I was still holding on to, all of the fear, all of the trauma, all of the guilt, all of the regret, etc. Everything that I was comparing myself to and every feeling and fear I had around timing and mindset and my beliefs was all very charged by these emotions. So as I learned to let go of these emotions and as I learned to heal these emotions, my perception around my mindset, around timing, and around the way I was comparing very much changed. And that isn't to say that I don't experience all three of those things today, because of course I do. And I think that no matter what successful level we, we wow, I can't say all those words, no matter what success level we reach, there we go, I think that that is always going to be a contributing factor. And I think that there are good things and bad things to that. I think comparison, timing, fear, mindset, all of those things can feel very triggering, but they can also feel very motivating, I think, at times. And when I finally got to a point where I really stopped comparing what I was doing to other people in the quote industry, and I just really worked on finding my own unique voice, that was one of the most empowering experiences I've ever gone through as an entrepreneur because it not only was it challenging to let go of that comparison, but it challenged me internally to really figure out what the hell I wanted to be and, and what the hell I wanted LaRue to be. And that's where I got the idea of the community. And that's where I got the idea of in-house resources and making it all very cyclical where we are women entrepreneurs using other women entrepreneurs to empower women entrepreneurs. Like it's all very interrelated, very interconnected. So those have been my three, uh, you know, big fights as an entrepreneur. They are three that I will continue to experience. They will, they will never go away. But I have gotten to a place as well as an entrepreneur where I welcome the challenge and I welcome the hard spots because, you know, I, I look back and this, this I, I know that this sounds silly to say because when I used to hear it when I was in some of the most difficult spots of my life, I used to get so angry and so triggered by people saying this stuff. But the hardest spots were truly the most amazing because I was able to overcome them and I did move past them and I am where I am now because of them. And I am so eternally grateful for these challenges I faced both personally and as, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner because without them, I wouldn't have gotten to this very purpose-driven, unique business idea that I do believe will change the face of entrepreneurship. And I feel really confident saying that because I've done so much of the work to heal my limiting beliefs, heal my limiting beliefs around the business. And I do the actual work to make this shit happen. I think that's a really beautiful spot to end. I hope that this felt very inspiring and very comforting to know that it is not always rainbows and butterflies. The journey is not always perfect. The journey is not always clean, beautiful, and organized. You're going to face really hard spots. You're going to face very big challenges. And we will continue to face very big challenges. But 
getting to a place where I feel a lot of gratitude for those challenges is probably one of the most empowering feelings as an entrepreneur. So that's what I've got for you guys today. You know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.